This is one of a special series of Real Grande Guardian podcasts on health care in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm Mario Munoz reporting. Health care clinics have been established by major health care institutions in the Rio Grande Valley. Now, a major issue is transportation access to those health care facilities. Recently, Steve Taylor spoke to Hidalgo County Director of Public Health, Eddie Olivares. This is Steve Taylor for the Rio Grande Guardian. We're in Westlaco, Texas today. We are at a conference put on by Unidos Contra La Diabetes. Right now, one of the panelists uh, today, Eddie Olivares, Chief Health Administrator for Hidalgo County. Uh, you said that I'm going to say something sort of controversial here to, to, the, to the audience. And you said, look, my department, we're no longer in need of more promotoras. We need um, a more more scientific staff, staff with, with, with degrees in certain certain specialties. Sure. Tell us about that. It's not that I don't need promotoras. You do? I do need them, and I do have them. Yeah. So when the question came up, there, let me give the background why I yes. said that. Yes. The background, there was uh, one of the participants in the meeting today said, what is the importance of statistics, numbers, data? Why aren't we teaching statistics, numbers, data in high school and in college more and the importance of analyzing data is so important so we could draw that revenue because if you don't have the numbers it's hard to draw the revenue I then said I agree with you a hundred percent one of the concerns was I said I have promotoras I have community educators I don't need more of those I need informatics I need statisticians I need microbiologists I need scientists I need data collectors and interpreters because I have tons of data we do over 3,000 epidemiological investigations a year I need to get that data compiled and used in a way that's going to help develop policy that's going to help develop the way we look at public health in our community. Uh, I need that data assessed, analyzed, and looked at to directly impact our policy development and our public health rules and regulations. So the role, I think, is that we, we are getting to the next level. Hidalgo County is growing and getting to the next level that we need this type of professional now so we can get to the incoming level with resources and development much like Houston Dallas already have so they were maybe at this point 10 15 years ago we're barely reaching that point so I'm not putting the promotoras down I'm just saying the need for this level of education studying and analysis is very important Next one, you mentioned the 1115 waiver. How important is that still for the county as a funding stream and where are things at with that? You know, the 1115 waiver, and we got to thank the South Texas delegation, especially Senator Hinojosa. Uh, Senator Hinojosa and the South Texas delegation, going back nine years ago, were instrumental. And, and helping with back then UPL. In fact, Steve, you and I used to talk about UPL way back then. I remember I used to read little drawings about it. UPL and then 1115 waiver eight years ago. So it all started back in 2006. Uh, so we've gone 13 years with all these different programs. But 1115 single-handedly was the game changer because it brought over 762 million dollars into resources to be used. In fact, that was the 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 fulcrum 
that tilted the scales over to have our UTRGV medical school here in the Rio Grande Valley. That in itself was the number one force behind getting UTRGV medical school. And UTRGV medical school single-handedly, in my opinion, from Brownsville all the way to Stark County, has made the biggest difference in access to healthcare and the development of future allied health professions in partnership with the College of Health Affairs. All that system has single-handedly made the biggest difference in our health care in our community. It's very funny you should mention that, very appropriate. We just interviewed Dr. Linda Nelson. Oh, the, uh, chief I love Linda. Of, yeah, the clin uh, top clinician sure, there, sure. director of clinical services for UTRGV. They've opened 20 clinics across the valley, uh, 20 community clinics sure. in four years. Sure. So to me, th that goes to demonstrate, that goes to demonstrate how UTRGV single-handedly has had it. I remember the times that people, you would interview me, and you would say, Eddie, what is the number one issue involving healthcare? And I was, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, I would tell you access to healthcare. That was the number one thing. Well, access to healthcare, we've improved because of UTRGV, because of Nuestra Clinica, Su Clinica, because of Hidalgo County Health, Cameron County Health, because of Hope Clinic, because of all of these partners, we've increased access to healthcare. Uh, our AHEC, the Allied Health Education component, uh, UTRGV, we've increased access to healthcare. So when people ask me now, Eddie, what is the number one issue in healthcare and getting people to get to healthcare? The number one issue is transportation, by far. Now, uh, that might have been number two or number three. 15 years ago, but now it's transportation. We have over 800 physicians in Hidalgo County. We have clinics. We have low-cost clinics. We have floating-scale clinics. We have access to it. But if you live in the far out by El Flaco, in the northwestern part of Hidalgo County, and the closest physician to you might be 15, 20 miles away, and you don't have reliable transportation, you're not going to get there. You know, Or if you have to come for an MRI, or some kind of uh, mid-level or advanced healthcare intervention at a hospital, and you're out in Hargill, Texas, that's 35 miles away from McAllen, you know? Transportation is a big issue. That exact point came up at um, a healthcare discussion forum in Star County. Oh, and great Yeah, that's the best example. Star County is desperately needing help with that yeah yeah transportation okay so you also said today uh, you have a wish list mm -hmm. uh, remind us what that is so uh, help me with that if that was one of what I talked about uh, okay so one of the things is that there was discussion about data okay there's a lot of discussion data again today again I really want to emphasize the importance of data and the importance of analyzing and collecting it because that's going to give Austin and Washington accurate information to draw the funding or to draw the policy changes we need in South Texas. Data is so critical. One of the things is that electronic medical records is a big issue that's been going on for us here in South Texas. And there's been a large effort with the health information exchange, all these things. We've made some advancements on it. However, the reality is I wish that the state of Texas had an electronic medical record system that integrated public health into it. 
Okay, we don't have that as of right now. There is the primary healthcare component, but when you're dealing with integrating tuberculosis information, immunization information, STI information, when you're looking at integrating public health data, uh, epidemiological information, when you look at that, that integration is either non-existent or it's very, very expensive to integrate because primary care is, they're the, the, the primary care. They're, you, they're the ones you, that deal with all that. You're hoping UTRGV picks up the slack well, there? Well, I was hoping, I think there's an opportunity that UTRGV has some very, very bright, bright uh, graduate students and PhD candidates that this would be a great opportunity to maybe develop the software or develop the capacity to integrate that. Now, the state of Texas wants it. But they're waiting for somebody else to develop. And I've talked to many vendors across uh, from different parts of the country. And public health is not at a level uh, as far as funding available. Public health does not have money. We're not, we're not rich, okay? You're not sexy. You know? No. Well, sexy enough. I, well, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> but, but I think it's that it's not, we're not attractive enough uh, as in compared to public uh, correction to primary care or chronic disease as we are to those areas and public health integration into that is critical because one of the things that we spend a lot of trillions and trillions of dollars on stopping the illness but if we were to spend half of that money on preventing the illness I think we'd be in better shape in the next couple of generations but that's just my opinion State Representative Armando Martinez told us that transportation is now available, even for some rural outlying communities. According to Representative Martinez, new transportation funding streams may also become available now that all the Rio Grande Valley Metropolitan Planning Organizations are united under one Rio Grande Valley MPO. Eddie Olivares was saying that for him, he's in the public health field all these years, his big issue now is transportation. Right. People do not have access to get to their primary care provider Correct. or these new clinics that UTRGV is building. Correct. And, and I think that is a, a big thing now that we have uh, the Regional Transit Authority and that we can uh, try and attract more funds for it, uh, building a commuter rail and the fact that uh, now with that our busing service is able to reach out into the rural areas, rural communities and transport a lot of our, our patients to these uh, these clinics which is extremely important for them for access to health care. And uh, we want to make sure that we have some prevention in place and that people don't wait until they're extremely sick to end up at the ER and uh, when this could have been treated years or months before. Now this authority has is, is been established, you finally were able to get it passed, the legislature approved it, it now exists under the administration of the um, uh, Lower Rio Grande Valley Development Council. Do you see an opportunity for more bigger funding streams to get your projects off the ground? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, with, uh, with the MPO merger, with, uh, with this in place as a positioning board to able to, to attract uh, federal funding, this gives us a great, uh, you know, avenue in order to do this and to get this done. So it's a big positive for us. It was a big win uh, during session. It's something that we had been working on for a long time, and now that dream has become a reality. 
And, and what were the key points you wanted to get across to this audience today, this conference all about diabetes? Right. I think, first of all, is prevention and how to prevent it. And uh, we've seen the trends, but, you know, we, also Dr. Raglan had mentioned about the, the downward trends here in the Valley, but a lot of that is associated with diet and prevention and things that we can do in exercise, uh, which is extremely important in order to prevent it. But we also want to talk about collaboration and making sure that all of our entities are sharing information and working together uh, in order to improve healthcare in the Valley. And then finally, of course, uh, the big one is transportation and access. And making sure, and access isn't just to have clinics all over the place, but it's to get them to the clinics. And that is what is extremely important, the access. State Representative Mando Martinez from Westaco, Texas. Thank you so much for today's interview. Absolutely, yes, sir. What a pleasure. This is one of a special series of Real Grande Guardian podcasts on healthcare in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm Mario Munoz for the Rio Grande Guardian with some public service information. If you wish to deduct your losses as a result of a disaster on your IRS tax return, there are specific requirements that you must meet. Here's Rev Torres with the Texas Taxpayer Assistance Project. There are several requirements that you must meet in order to deduct casualty losses as a result of a disaster on your tax return. First, the disaster must have occurred in an area that has been declared a disaster area by the President of the United States. Second, the loss must be as a result of a casualty, such as an accident, mishap, or disaster, relating to your home, household items, or vehicles. The loss can result from damage or loss of your property from any sudden, unexpected event, such as a flood, hurricane or tornado. It is important to understand the requirements for deducting casualty losses on your tax return. Find out about this and other tax related topics by contacting the Texas Taxpayer Assistance Project at 956-393-6200. And as always at the Texas Taxpayer Assistance Project, a project of Texas Rio Grande Legal Aid, we are here to help.